Hi, this is Joe Ingram, and you're listening to the Sales Genius Podcast. I have one mission, and that is to help you sell one more deal today and every day going forward. My philosophy is simple. More deals, more money, more happy. I do appreciate you tuning in for another episode and your willingness to improve. It is my belief that sales is only a numbers game until you educate yourself. Now, let's jump into how we're going to close more deals today. You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Radio Show, only on Financial Listen Talk. Now live in studio, your host, local and national real estate expert and consumer advocate, Ron Siegel. And hello again. Welcome to Ron Siegel Radio. This is the show with no real boundaries as we discuss current events, financial markets, politics, sports, even poking fun at the rest of the media. This is the show that connects the dots of confusion delivered by conflicting media reports. We connect the dots so you know the actions you can take, how your family or business can benefit from current events. Most of all, thank you for joining me. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message. I do deliver that every day. We have a very focused show. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. But before we get into our intriguing content today, please join me and welcome our featured guest today, first-timer on Ron Siegel Radio, Joe Ingram is in the house. Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much. This is where I say um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, there oh, you yes. <laughs> okay. there. So let's chat today. We're going to be uh, learning with Joe is our topic today. Joe Ingram, Ingram Interactive. They call him the sales genius. Does, does I, anybody, call, I call myself the sales genius. Say, is there anybody outside your shower that calls yes, you that? Yes, no, no. <laughs> Just checking on that one. So, so tell us a little bit about Ingram Interactive. What do you do, Joe? Okay, what I do is I help individuals, um, companies themselves go in and convert a virtual prospect into a paying customer. How could you be a virtual prospect? Either you're a prospect or you're, I mean, it's like virtual reality. I got... Uh, that the headsets, the headsets, yeah. and yeah. you've got that real uh, voluptuous uh, blonde there. Right, is that what you're talking about? Yes. You're the, to get the lady in red and the Matrix. Lady? Yes, exactly. that's what we created. Um, so what I'm talking about is the customer that isn't actually sitting in front of you. Okay. Okay. So I, I consider a virtual prospect to be somebody who is reaching out through the safety of their phone or email. Okay. So somebody that's hiding behind the fact that I don't want to actually come in and speak with you because then I might actually have to like you and actually buy from you. Okay, so, so you're you're basically trying to get that person that says, "Hey, I don't want to talk to you. I want my information, but I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. I'm I I've got this block wall in front of me." Absolutely. And you're going to you're you're Focus is on helping businesses break that block block wall down. Yes, easy for, easy you to, for say. Me to say. Yeah, right? exactly. So my my thing is more of how do I engage the person in the medium they started with, and how do we get them using the right words, right terminology, right tactics to get them to engage with you on the next level, so they can actually come in and actually make a purchase from you, which is what a concept. How you make money? Yes, I, I so, like I like cash exchanging hands, right? Transferring right. bank accounts. I can okay with virtual money. I don't know what carrying cash is like anymore. So, but you, know, you made a comment there, Joe, that I want to I want to touch on because it's something that I find a lot of times that I hear about, and you kind of said it in passing, but I want to uh, really put an exclamation. I am on. brilliant accidentally. 
Right? So exactly. I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So you made a comment that talked to the people in the medium that they initiated the conversation. Correct. So, you know, everyone said you got to get them on the phone. Yeah, but why? Why would you? If if you if somebody reaches out to you via email and doesn't give you a phone, then you're going to have to, in some way, build trust and rapport. Right. I, th- I think every buying cycle, no matter how many steps people have, I go into companies and I say, well, how many steps are in your sales process? They're like, we have eight. We have an eight-step sales process. Oh, we have a 10-step sales process. And I'm like, great, don't go 12. That's a recovery program. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I need you to keep the number of steps down as often as possible. But I break everything down and say, look, it, it, there's four steps that has to go through. The first step is going to be like okay then if they like you they'll listen which is step two then there's believe because i've listened to you and then i can buy from you okay so it's not rocket science but if you have a 10-step program those 10 steps will fit in there saying how do you do this but the most important part is the like sure right because if they like me they just may listen to me if they listen to me then they can believe me and if they believe me they can now purchase from me it sounds like you have to do them in that order too. Absolutely, right? Because I mean, if they don't believe you, but they and if they don't listen to you, how are they can ever believe you? Exactly. And this is where you know a lot of times when um, like a lot of my business focus is in an automotive sector. So I do automotive. I'll do real estate, mortgage companies, MLM companies. Um, I actually do Dr. Bill's chiropractor office. Okay. Okay. Because why? People are calling or responding to Facebook ads. And things okay. like that on a special. And so I can go into a company, sit down with the people that are working. And like I had, I have an angel of an employee that used to work for me named Vicky. And I would put down a script. Is that a real employee or a virtual? real person? Real okay, person. Just yes, checking. I've actually physically seen her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hired her at one point at a software company that we were working at. And then all of a sudden, right, I, I put out a script for 10 people. And I'm like, here's a script of how we're going to get these people from the phone into a face to face appointment. This is what we're going to do. And Vicky would come up and sit down with me and go, I can't say this. This isn't me. I don't know what's wrong with it. And so my answer was, okay, well, let's sit down and I'll write the script with my knowledge base, with my wording, but I'll write it in Vicky. Okay. And so I would sit down. So over at Dr. Bill's office, he was having mediocre success on running Facebook ads and getting them to convert to live people sitting in his office, right? Because virtual adjustments don't work. <laughs> kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Lay down on a towel and now twist yourself <laughs> this way. Yeah. And so, but when I went into the office, I sat down and said, okay, let's start doing this. Let's figure out what we're doing. And as I talked with the office staff and went over it more, I was able to put together an actual script that truly wasn't a script, per se. That was what I was going to ask you, is how, what happens if the consumer goes off script? Yeah, well, what we do is we text them a copy of our script, oh, okay. and we so say, could they, you please, okay, respond could, this you, way, could please. you come back and stay on the script? It's much easier. <laughs> exactly. The phone call will be much faster if you don't do this, right? In the automotive space, we say, if you pay sticker, it's quicker. Yeah, exactly. Because right? we'll go. get you right through on that one. But uh, yeah, so what I look at is so many people are bogged down by trying to convert somebody into a different medium, and the answer is build the like part, Okay. right, and the listen part in the medium in which they reached out to you. So you can you can continue having that conversation through, say it's by text message. You can keep having that conversation by text message, but how do you know when you convert to the next step to, to actually see that face-to-face? So understanding um, text, text message is one of my favorite ways to communicate with somebody. Okay. Okay, and a lot of times you'll find nowadays people are more apt to give you their phone number 
because my cell phone is the easiest way for me to screen you. There you go. Okay. Right? Because I, I know that with my before, we used to have to listen to the phone and wait for the voicemail right, machine. exactly. Back, back in my day when you know, we, we had our, our dinosaurs we rode around on. Those telexes came in. Yeah. And so <laughs> when, you, when you sat at your house just hovering over the answering machine waiting to hear whoever it was to see if you're going to pick up the phone. I thought I was the only one that did yes. that. Yeah. Well, when both people called me, it was pretty <laughs> – I just didn't know which one it was. Okay. But looking at it, right, um, I need them to – the, the easiest way for me to screen anybody, like when you call me, I never answer. Exactly. Right? I can just send you off to voicemail. But text messages, 93% of all God, text messages. now I know messages, why I feel so rejected. <laughs> yes. And it's an easy rejection. Exactly. Yeah. So 93% of all text messages are read within five minutes. 93%. 93%. So that means what? If I want to get a message to somebody, text message is great. The problem is, is we jump in and call the person because they replied to a text. And that's, that's fascinating. That's the invasion of privacy that's there. Think about this. When all of a sudden you turn around and say, I'm going to call you. So I just jumped mediums from text message to real live voice. Think of how disruptive a phone call is to your day. Right. Okay. And I have to be in the right area to catch that. I mean, if I'm, I can respond to you while I'm on air on a text message. Absolutely. But if you call me on air, Chris... It doesn't work very well. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> we started the show, and somebody who's been on the show calls him, and the way we're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Right? But the answer was, could I text you? Absolutely. Certainly. At the break, right? Within five minutes, 93% of them will be read. Right. So let's get them onto that, but don't break the barrier. So we're going to talk to Joe more about this when we come back because it's fascinating things how we try to convert people to our paradigm, but we want their money. Think about that concept. We're going to talk more with Joe Ingram when we come back. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. We will also chat. Is carrying credit card balances a good strategy to increase your FICO scores? And what happened to those multiple offers, bidding wars in real estate? All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our offer number 800 306 1-990-800-306-1990 or ronsegalradio.com. Connect with us. Facebook.com forward slash Ron Siegel Radio on Twitter at Ron Siegel. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel 1, the numeral 1 on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. As we are chatting this morning, Joe Ingram is in the house. Ingram uh, Ingram Automotive. Interactive. Interactive. I guess we got to talk to each other, right? Right. Interactive. Yes. I, I'm just looking down. I'm having, yeah, I don't want to make eye contact. I'm having trouble <laughs> interacting with my notes here. <laughs> yeah. So here's the issue, Joe, is I see this all the time because obviously leading a lending company, I, I, I talk to people more often than anything because of being on radio. It's a one-way conversation. What do you see as the biggest failure trying to communicate with a prospect, though? So the... I'll tell you, I mean, besides even when you're with me, it's a one-way conversation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't get to talk much, so I'm glad. Yeah. Sometimes that's good. <laughs> yes. Uh, what I find the biggest issue people have, um, so as human beings, when we're face-to-face, we communicate with body language, tone and inflection, and words. Okay. And our biggest communicators are body language. Sure. Okay. Now, I have been trained my whole life to use the words that require my body language to explain them. Use the words. Okay. Every word that I'm using requires my body language because that's how I communicate. Okay. Now I turn around and I'm going to shift to email or I'm going to shift to a phone call. And all of a sudden I'm using words 
that require body language to get my message across so that somebody can understand if I'm being sarcastic or I'm being sure. other things. They have to look at me to see these things. So when I shift mediums to something that takes away my body language, I end up using the wrong words and I don't get the response that I need. You don't get the result that you were hoping for. Right. I'm, I'm trying to convert. convert. And I'm right. like, well, you don't understand. I'm great face-to-face. I know. But when you speak face-to-face over the phone... Right, it's kind of right? difficult. Yeah, it's gonna. It, there's going to be so much lost in translation. Sure. Okay, and then the worst part is, via text or email, who gets to assign the tone of the message? The person reading it. Right. Okay, so if that's I'm That's a big bad problem with... I mean, that's why so, there's so many fights on text over text messages. Absolutely. Is because I think that I said, uh, Joe, you're a nice guy, and you think I said I was being sarcastic. Joe, you're, yeah, you're right. a nice guy? Jeez. I, I always tell people when I train them, I say, look, if... if your spouse and you have an argument before you leave the house. An hour later, your spouse texts you with, have a great day. How did they actually say it? Right. Right. You're sitting there going, have a great day. You're like, wow, what is that? Yeah, and exactly. in turn, we don't know that's what's there. But I'm, t- I'm dealing with people that are selling products that are over $100,000, $150,000 that are texting customers with emojis. And I'm like, what are you doing? Are you a 12-year-old little girl? So that's a fascinating conversation because we found in a lot of our testing on real estate um, promotions that the more emojis there are, the better the response is. Is it a quality response? That's a good question. Right? I can, I can force engagement. I can send a meme out to somebody in texting and get a great response, right? I, I worked as an internet director at a dealership and I would send out newsletters and the newsletters would be, this is a visual representation of how many sugar cubes are in each kind of drink. And I used to get a huge response from people going, wow, that's great information, great information. Sold me zero cars. I got you, okay. Okay, and so there is engagement, but at $100,000, are you going to be the one that's going, oh, I love the little heart eye emoji, that you sent to me. No, I'm I'm trying to to respect you as a professional. So you're going to have to you're going to have to act like a professional. Okay, that's that's fascinating because I, like I say in a lot of the things that we're seeing in the real estate world, you know, and it's not the heart emoji that we're sending out, it's it's like a, a little fire stick or a picture of a house, not not by itself. Right. But as part of the Well, that app, that's the that's helping to clarify a message. Okay. Which well, is which is fine. It's when you start doing the, the laugh out louds and the the little cutesy no. things are what's going to totally de- derail your conversation. And that's going to and that the question I would pose to you because you're the expert. I'm just the radio guy. Mm-hmm. So I would have thought that if I send out a smiley emoji next to the, your, your your reference earlier that I'm doing great. And I put a smiley face next to it. Well, that leads that can kind of show what my emotion was toward that message, as opposed to just great or you know the the sarcasm that we were talking about a minute ago. Uh, it it would, except I'm I'm dealing with a prospect. Okay. Right. So with with somebody that I've already established a face to face relationship, then the emoji okay. will add to it because oh, they'll okay. still see it as me. Gotcha. That's writing it. But if I have a client that I'm sending off these messages to, um, one of the things we were talking earlier on the break was that if you're going to write an email the way you speak, 
Okay, understand that that only works for the people that know you face to face. Sure. Because they can hear you as you're talking. Right. The client that's never heard you needs to have a more professional and a better set of words to okay. deliver the message. So remember, every time we talk to a customer, whether email, text, or over the phone, I'm putting pictures in your head. Sure. Right? I'm creating the images. So we always say, are you using the right language to put the right picture in somebody's head? I had one person that said, once you get here, you have to understand, once you're here, then I can go twist my sales manager's arm off to make sure you get the deal you want. And I'm like, whoa, that is such a bad picture. Right. For any, I, I don't want to come there now. Yeah. I, I don't want to come meet with you because I, I see know somebody you're a, you're get a guy that's going to beat up somebody. You're going to rip somebody's arm out of the socket. Right. That's so not what I'm looking for. Where when you want, what you want to do is build the right verbiage. Sure. That's there. And face to face, you can tell he was joking because he was smiling and things. But over the phone or a text message, that's a pretty brutal image in someone's head. That's a that's a fascinating concept that you're bringing out there because it makes so much sense. I'm just thinking, you know, and I'm sure you're doing the same thing. You're thinking back to the last conversation you might have had with somebody or a sales call that you got, especially as a business owner. I had a sales call from one of the major review sites. Everybody knows the name, and I won't say Yelp at all, but everybody knows the name, right? Right. And, or Jelp. Yeah, and they <laughs> wanted to sell me on, on promoting the mortgage company, and every fifth word the girl used was, yeah, like. Wow. Yeah, Joe, okay. yeah, like, you know, the, we get a lot of referrals, yeah, like, and we get there's about 7,000 people looking, yeah, like, for, for mortgages in Aliso Viejo, yeah, like, and, and I'm like, holy cow, where am I going with this? And I, was, I couldn't wait to get off the phone. Absolutely. And that would have been a little smiley emoji if she was texting you right. every time, right? <laughs> exactly. And so you go, no, you want my money, right? Or I want your money, and I'm going to go put out there a, a, a lackluster performance to earn the money. Right. And so you need to, again, be a master of your craft, but understand that you have to shift gears depending on where you're at. Face-to-face, I have a lot more freedom. My words only matter 7% of the time. Really? Yeah. So face-to-face okay. face communication, body language communicates 55% of what we're doing. Okay. okay. And so I, I tell people, I can prove it to you. If you don't speak Korean... Go on to television, flip through the cable channel, get to the Korean soap opera. The words mean nothing to you. Sure. But you can watch it and you can say, I know who's mad at who. I know who loves who. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know the evil person because they always stop at the door before they walk out and look back at the room. Okay? But when you stop and realize, now if you pressed mute, now you took away tone and inflection, which is 38% of our communication. Now you're just watching. Can you tell who loves who? Who hates who? Right. Right? All of Depends this is, on the scenes. Yes. Well, again, the person <laughs> with the knife cutting the other one hates the other one. Exactly. Okay? They, they don't so, like each other. Yes. And that's when you stop and realize that I'm using the wrong medium, the, the wrong messaging in the wrong medium, which is why when I say I come back and go, can we please? I, one of the things I had was a, 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 an actual salesperson communicating to a customer on a car. And said, oh, look, you see, pops the hood, says, you see these crumple zones here? This is designed to absorb the impact of, a, of an accident. And you're saying that to a new mom, right? And he's saying, exactly. Well, the worst <laughs> part, it's a couple standing there. And he goes, and you see these big hooks? These big hooks are designed to force the hood to bend so it doesn't slice your head off going through the windshield. Wow, isn't that a great visual? Isn't that the visual you want to say? <laughs> right? And then, of course, they go into the back and they... They pop open the trunk, and what do they say? They're copying De Niro, and they're over there going, you see that right there? You could fit like four dead bodies in there, <laughs> right? And you go, wow, what are you doing? And then you turn around and go, now the customer goes, I don't want to test drive the vehicle. 
I wonder why. Yeah, I'm like, it's a death mobile. Why would I ever get into a death mobile? Yeah, nobody really liked Volvos, but everyone bought them because <laughs> exactly. they, their advertising was, we're safe. We're safe. Okay, right? number one brand loyalty right. is Volvo. Volvo, because it's like, okay, great. That's it. They, they built the message right, and that's what they're doing. Whether it's true or not. We're going to talk more with Joe Ingram when we come back. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio. So here is the conversation we are going to continue. I'm going to actually see if I can get the name of his company correct. Uh, we did get that new DBA for you, Joe. Yes. So Joe Ingram's in the house. Ingram Interactive. BDC is one of the aliases. Dr. Bacon is another alias. True. Sales genius. Uh, I don't know about that one. I do know that he's known at Starbucks worldwide. That's true. Right? That is Joe Almighty. A-L-L-M-Y-T-E-A. Yes. So. There you go. So that's a, there you go. That's funny. It's great watching them say it out loud because they go, Joe Almighty, and then they stop going, I get it. Joe Almighty. That's me. There you go. That's, yeah. that is, that's a good, I like that one, Joe. Yes. So we've been chatting this morning about how to convert. Everybody's looking, if you're, if, you've, if you're in a sales business, what is it that every salesperson needs unless you're ready to retire? You need more leads. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to Joe Ingram today. You know, the, the issues of the world, right? I mean, everybody, uh, if you're watching on TV, I'm waving my phone here. Everybody's got one, right? We text more than we talk. Some of us, I talk for an hour a day, and then I'm done by about 10.05. I don't want to talk anymore. Right. You've used your 10,000 words exactly. for the day, right? I yeah. get home, and my wife wants to talk, and I'm in trouble, right? right. Well, that's a different story. Well, women women speak on average 25,000 words a day. Men speak 10,000 words a day. So remember, when you get home, she's still got another 15,000 to go. <laughs> and all I want to say is I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just want to grunt and grab a plate of food. That's there you it. go. Yeah. So we've been talking this morning about conver- talking to people where they are, and over the years, you and I have talked a lot about the idea that we need to get people to know us, to like us, and to trust us. Yep. Joe takes that in the four-step process, like, listen, and believe. Then you can and buy. And then buy. Yep. Right? So it's basically the same concept. Absolutely. All, it's, all in this, it's just different words, but really the same thing. We got And the fact here that you brought up, and it, it's just fascinating to me, is how we want somebody to buy from us, right? We want their hard-earned money absolutely for a house for a car for a dress for a program whatever it is you do yep yet instead of us being accommodative and saying you know something uh, chris just texted me so i'm texting him back i'm going to say well i want to wait until 11 o'clock today when it's not convenient for chris right and i'm going to call him yes and invade, and invade his day. Right. Right? And so I've already given it to you. Now, I, I'll say that if you can get somebody on the phone, your text message could be, you know, sorry, I'm currently occupied. Can I call you around 11? And get a permission back to say, can I step out of the medium we're on to the other? And then you'll get somebody come back and go, no, I just prefer to text. Will people do that or will they just go blank on you? Uh, it depends on the individual. Because remember, okay. we haven't built a like yet. There's no so reason to so they have no lo- And again, you're paying for leads. I, I, I just posted this the other day on my Instagram. I said, stop throwing more into the top of the funnel, right? If your sales process is broken. Right. Right? So you just keep dumping in going, well, if I'm only going to convert at 2%, <coughs> if I'm going to convert at 2%, then I need to throw more in there. My answer is no, convert at 4, 5, 6, 12%. 
But most people don't know how to, Joe. That's what I'm here for. Right. So they call me the sales genius, right? You know, or I call myself the sales genius. <laughs> but, that, but that's the real thing is, is there's only two ways to really increase the sales then. Yeah. Right? Is One way is to increase your conversion. Mm-hmm. And the other way is to increase the number of falling into that going into the process. Right. You throw more into the hopper, you'll get more out. But there's still so much work. And I'll tell you, a lot of times, it's because we're putting customers off. I'll tell you that um, this morning, we talked about statistics. Somebody said, hey, I got a realtor to sell my house. Well, how'd you find him? Well, I called seven and only one called me back. Right. Right? And you're like, ouch, how is that possible? I'll tell you that in the automotive space, 90% of all people that leave their name and number with a salesperson will not get a call back. And we're all scared that if I give my name and number, I'm going to get blown up and stalked for life. On your show, one day you said, get a Google Voice number so that these people can't stalk you. I'm like, trust me, they're not going <laughs> they're not to. Not right? <laughs> and so I go into these, these dealerships and I teach them how to properly follow up with somebody and then how to convert them into somebody that can actually purchase. So what Joe's really talking about here, what I'm hearing at least, is you got to have a process. Absolutely. Right? There's so many people that I, I talk to and I do lunch and learns and, and seminars all the time. And they say, well, Ron, I got like 11 messages from you to confirm that we were going to be here today. Absolutely. And I said, okay, well, did you forget? No, I didn't forget. I knew that we were going to be here today, right? Right. And that whole, it's all done by design. Yeah. Because if I leave it to perchance or, per, or, or potential or, or possible, possible it's what happened. What you just said. Yeah. Well, s- stop and understand. Is somebody? So remember, owning a house is a great experience. Right. Buying a house isn't perceived as a great experience. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Buying a car, people rank it between getting a root canal and being sued because <laughs> okay. you know, and they'd rather get a root canal because the dentist at least gives you anesthesia. Sure. Right. But as a car car salesperson, I can't do that for you. It's illegal. And so, <laughs> but when you stop and realize, people view sales as a bad thing. Going right. through a sales process is a bad thing. Think about this. I'll convert it over to the dentist. How often does the dentist confirm with you that you're coming in? Sure. Because it's not a pleasant experience most of the time. Exactly. And so I have to continually follow up with you. I have to continuously go after it. But I will tell you, one of the biggest killers of your business is how you answer the telephone. When you do get somebody to call you, right, and they call you, and my question, so we talked earlier, Ron, give me, give me a big sale that you, you've made in real estate, right? Sure. Value, dollar sure. value. 1.4 million. One, 1.4 million. So did you answer the phone when somebody called you at a $1.4 million worthy level? Sure. Right? And then I know that at, in automotive space, the average new car cost is $28,000. So I go in and teach these dealerships. Is this, did you answer the phone with a $28,000 effort? Sure. Okay. And or then, did you just take that effort and say, yeah, I got the phone's ringing. I better answer it again. Everybody picks up the phone as if it's their 100th phone call. Call your cell phone provider. How excited are they to answer the phone? Sure. Okay. I called my cable company one time and the person says, thank you for calling, blah, 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 blah. This is Allison speaking. What can I do for you today? I said, wow, Allison, that was great tone and inflection. I teach on this. And she goes, yeah, they sent us to school for like two weeks on how to learn. And I was like, oh, go back, go back, go back. Right. And I was like, what? And then she got back on her script and she's like, and how can I be of assist? And I was like, oh, stay there. Please stay there. Cause the real you, right. And <laughs> I'm not I, happy with the real you. Right. And so over the phone, right. My answer is very simple. In all of my sales processes I teach, it's not about you. 
It's about the customer, the prospect. Be who the prospect needs you to be. That's amazing. That's a fascinating point. We've got to leave it right there. It's not about you. Be about the prospect. If you want more information, Joe Ingram, will, I'll have that for you at any time. Give me a call. If you found some value in today's podcast, please do like, share, and subscribe. As always, I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to improve your sales ability and increase your sales IQ. Remember, more deals, more money, more happy. Catch you on the next episode.